Hooey, well, what is this uh, songy song that we have here? Shall we give it a go? Welcome to the Plurality Podcast. I need to learn when this thing called love, when it's a mirror, baby. Ooh, this is pretty. Yeah, it is a good remix. Can you see all those parts of me broken across the world? Guys, we have so much to talk about. It's kind of wild. <laughs> I feel like the last 10 days we've, the three of us collectively have crammed in more than most people would in like 10 months. <laughs> a lot's happened. A lot. I don't even know where to begin. But why don't we start here that you're listening to the Plurality Podcast with Mikey and Emood and Frenchie. What's up, Frenchie? Hi, Mikey. Yo, Frenchie's here. That means it is a recap episode. Y'all know what it is about this is a podcast about beautiful music and beautiful people. I lost my voice about a week ago. I just keep like screaming and shouting at various events. And what are you going to do? I mean, you're going to scream and shout. <laughs> yeah. You know, my hands are tied. We'll recover. This is such a nice song. I know. I know. I'm getting lost a bit. This is Camel Fat. Yes. This one is called Lose Your Head by London Grammar, the Camel Fat remix. Way to get lost a bit and lose your head. Ooh. Dude, I was losing my head at this place called Senderland <clears throat> last weekend where all these like jumpers just congregate. I saw like this 18 year old kid hit a quadruple backflip from 30 feet. Oh my God, no. It was, it was silliness all weekend. And we were also raving. There was like so much drum and bass in this huge tent in the middle of the camp. Massive fires. What was it called? Senderland. Send it. Send it. Was it in Massachusetts? It was in Epping, New Hampshire. How'd you hear about it? You just had friends going? Yeah, some of the pals that I met on my trip to Ecuador are like in the group. And then I've been getting to know them the last few months. And they invited me. They know I do some content stuff. And then now I like learned how to do a backflip. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> kind of doing stuff with them now so it's cool i'm a little surprised you didn't know how to do a backflip before actually same <laughs> it's so scary i've been terrified of it i was thrilled though i was stoked baby's first backflip <laughs> baby's first of backflips and was anybody doing backflips at the will call line of electric zoo this year <laughs> well no room for that. But I will say that at, at Aaron's set last night, um, I did witness someone do like a back bend. A back bend. Is it not called bridge? So, well, it's a bridge if you like start on the floor and then you like push oh, yourself. I, yeah, yeah. uh, just did a I feel like a bend. back bend is even harder to do than a bridge. I can't do either. So. <laughs> yeah, truly. What do we have today on the show for everybody? Well, drop of the week as per usual with Frenchie. And then we're just going to get right into the recap. Shall we commence? Commence! Frenchie, why don't you commence? All right, Mikey. My drop of the week is a song called Fangs by Ghastly and Alert. Let's get into it. From the truck when I'm on the block. 
Oh, that was stinky. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. Both Ghastly and Alert are heavy hitters. That's, I think, my favorite Ghastly song. Like, immediately. Holy <laughs> guacamole. And with good reason. Poof. I actually didn't know like anything about Ghastly before actually this weekend. Oh, Pickle Boy? <laughs> and I had a little bit of reason to look him up. Anyway, in my research on Ghastly, I just learned that he's a pretty fucking rad dude. Hell yeah. And he, to me, is a really amazing example of resilience. Because I don't know if this is like common knowledge or not, but he was raised on a goat farm with a ton of goats and cows <laughs> in Arizona. What? Yes, yes. According to Wikipedia, exactly 260 goats and 650 cows. <laughs> That's not small. He actually does talk about it pretty often on his social media. <laughs> his goats and cows. Well, no, no, about how he came from nothing and to never give up on your dreams. That's a common like thing he talks about on his Instagram. It's just a beautiful, beautiful message. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, he... You know, moved to California. He he gave, you know, the DJ attempt to go. He experienced bouts of homelessness because it just really wasn't happening for him sooner. He had to move back to Arizona a couple of times and just like do the thing that he needed to do, which is save up and try again. And from what I'm reading, it was like the third time that he moved out to L.A., he finally got picked up. He became a promoter at Exchange LA, which we've spoken about before on the pod. They later hired him as a resident DJ. So I think that's kind of how his like career kicked off in LA. And then he later, he met up with Miha at a rave one time. And then they like worked on a song together, which was sent to Skrillex. And then Skrillex was like, oh yeah, like I fuck with this. And he invited them to come to Burning Man with him. What? Yeah, they all hung out at Burning Burning Man. Yeah, Skrillex was like, well, obviously I'm going to sign you. So he signed Gasly to Osula, his uh, record label, and the rest is history. Like the coolest like work retreat ever. Like Skrillex invites you to Burning Man right? before <laughs> signing you to his label. What? <laughs> yeah, that's just a little bit about Gasly. I didn't really know any of the, any of this about him. And now I freaking love the guy. Like I already liked his music, but learning this backstory, I was like, let's fucking go. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's my job of the week. Mickey, what do you have for us? What do I have? Well, I'm going to just play it. This one is called Moon Groove by Noizu. This one just hits a special place in my heart. Oh my gosh. The lyrics are very sentimental. 
So this song came on on uh, one of my drives this week. I think like coming from Maine through New Hampshire into Vermont, staying up all sorts of hours, living out of a tent, jumping off of things, filming like lunatics doing things. And like that line of we're just kids with grown up hours. I was like, that's beautiful because we're just being kids with grown up hours. And I was thinking about you guys. Frenchie, your face is hilarious. Wait, right I now. always thought the lyrics were we're just kids with grown up powers. I don't. I like both. I like both so much. I think yeah. it is powers, but <laughs> no, powers but also <laughs> works. <laughs> to be honest, I'm kind of obsessed with my interpretation. Of no, it, I am so. too. Is <laughs> the same essentially. No, but your your interpretation is the same because kids with grown up powers is just saying, yeah, we're adults, but we're still like living our youth. It, like our age has nothing to do with it. The message is the same there. That's really funny though. <laughs> I mean, there's a third interpretation there. That's oh, let's get into it. Yeah, we're just kids with grown up hours. Like O U R S. Like the world is ours. Oh, okay. We're getting real meta here. <laughs> the world is ours. Unless you want to like buy a house, because you won't be able to afford that shit. But no one's doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's our drop of the week. That is Noizu, who is. A super talented uh, DJ who also actually, I think, was brought on on Chris Lake and Skrillex's project. What was it called? Housla or something? So there you go. It was the same way Gasly did. Same way. How serendipitous. <laughs> same record label. Is that how you say it? Housla? I've always said it. Osla. I mean, I would personally just go with however you say it. So <laughs> I'll go with that. Gotcha. I didn't know if you had like, looked it up how to pronounce no, it. No, I, I genuinely just read it. House law. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in pod history, I think, can I like throw a curveball here? Curve it up, baby. Because Noisu just dropped a new song that I feel like we should also play right now. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. What's it called? Um, it's actually called Vogue, and I found it on my release radar, and it's fun, and it's like a kiki. It's like we gotta play it. Say less. It's giving Madonna Vogue. It's giving life goals. It's giving Mariah Diva. It's giving rainbow era. It's giving Queen Gaga. It's giving iconic drama. It's giving Vogue. <laughs> Remember when you guys taught me what voguing is? Exactly. <laughs> That was so fun. I think you were in New York City when that happened too, so it was... It was the perfect place for it. A proper time. It's giving Madonna Vogue. It's giving life goals. It's giving Mariah Diva. It's giving Rainbow Era. It's giving Queen Gaga. It's giving I want to know who does these vocals. <laughs> she does kind of sound like Gaga a little bit at times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I fuck with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Yo, this is a hella fun song. Hell of a curveball out of you, French. <laughs> I'm saving it. That's going to be a new moody set. That's for sure. Oh, hell yeah. Actually, I I'm already know I'm going to play it on You Saturday. already know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Let's yeah. go. You got I mean, maybe Friday, too. <laughs> new banger. Unlocked. Did you guys see any? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> had a pause for that one. Anyway, this is... Such I could listen fun. to this all night. Well, good, because it doesn't stop. It actually does never stop. <laughs> Man, that was hot. Thanks for that segue. Had to, had to include that. Did you guys see any voguing at Electric Zoo? 
Definitely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> what else did you see <laughs> at this place on Randall's Island? Maybe we should talk about it. <laughs> I'm, for one, excited to hear about it, and it was a very interesting experience to observe from afar. <laughs> yeah, you know, we missed you. We wish that you were with us. It's true. But before we get into the recap, I just want to say as kind of like a blanket statement that anyone's able to Google all of the mishaps and the issues that happened at Electric Zoo. And I think it's super fair to touch on them without harping on them because we can hold space for the people who are really effed over by a number of situations. But I think it's equally important to highlight everything that went right. So with that being said, let's just jump into it. Okay. Easy Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Started off with a bang. It started off with a bang because on Friday, Easy was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was checking Twitter all day like, this is not what? Like, what? I uh, <laughs> had hair extensions in. I was about to do a face and then we got the update and it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty shocking. So Friday was canceled. We had that moment of panic where we're like, oh my God, this is, that was the last thing we expected. And it was a huge bummer. And then we just pivoted really quickly. We were like, let's go, let's take the city soul bus out. Let's host some DJs and let's make freaking lemonade. Let's not let this ruin our day. We're going to really overcome here, right? It was 10 minutes of shock and disbelief. And then immediately I turned into, nope, fuck that. We're going to like... We're going to get easy one DJs, day one DJs who were canceled on the bus. And yeah, we're going to essentially save the day. So, <laughs> so shout out to City Soul. Thank you, Alan, for taking the bus out. And thank you to all the people who were involved in getting every artist we possibly could who was supposed to play on Friday on the bus. Um, it was really cool to watch Aaron go into work mode because we just started DMing DJs. We were like, hey, like this is what we do. Do you want to come play on our bus? And you had a number of really impressive chats and phone calls and connections being made. So it was cool. Yeah, because it wasn't just us, you know, like we had a network of people reaching out to every single yeah. DJ or like connection that they had to one of the DJs who was playing to be like, hey, do you want to play on the bus? So I had been getting like texts and calls from numbers that like, I, I didn't even know how they got my number. But <laughs> at one point, Chris Lake and Fisher's manager like called me. Well, actually, he texted me first and then he explained who he was. And then he's like, can you do you have time for a call? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So we hopped on a call and, you know, I told him this true renegade party, you know, like no bathrooms, no security, like none of that. Yeah. We bring the culture and like, you know, this this is super underground. But if you guys are interested, you're more than welcome. I was also talking with Casbo's manager, Telecast um, and Gasly himself. I was just texting with literally David. <laughs> Bro, he seems like such a dope dude. He's just doing his own thing. He was... It's such a pleasure to work with. Oh, just like super nice guy. Like so happy to take pictures and videos with people. And he literally, we were his third set of the night and he had two more after he left us. <laughs> yeah, I saw his Twitter. I was literally following it kind of on his Twitter. I would see his tweets about who he was like, just going to rip a bunch of mushrooms and do as many sets as possible. But then one of them ended up being the City Soul bus. What? A hundred percent. Those pics looked incredible. That part, I was stoked for you guys. Oh, he, Yeah, he was our last set of the night. So from the Izu day one lineup, 
we had Storyboard, Stellar, Mojave Gray, Casbo, and Gasly. Wow. And then we did have some other additional DJs who played. We had all cap, all caps, Bangs. And then we did a B3B of Fillionaire, Lunchbox, and Elysium. And then throughout the day, we actually had some even bigger Izu DJs who were canceled day one lined up. Like at one point, we had Chain Smokers, we had Blank, and we had Bonnie and Clyde. But what kept happening is as the day was progressing, like the DJs would get snatched up at clubs, yeah, you know, to do pop ups that I'm assuming yeah, yeah, yeah. they got paid for. And like, obviously, we weren't paying the artists. So yeah, you know, it was just kind of like an ever evolving like schedule of like day, yeah. here I was on my phone like the whole day, like just being like, all right, like this is what we're doing now. <laughs> you were like a professional PR person. And uh, yeah, it was just dope. I mean, when Mojave Gray played, it's two guys and one of them plays guitar live. And I think that was the first time we've ever had a live Twice, instrument yeah. played off the bus. So that was really cool. And it was, we were their first show in New York ever. And we were also Stellar's first show in New York ever. So it was really cool Whoa. to like have those experiences with them. Hell yeah. That is really cool. How special, right? Very. We made a lot of really good friends at the bus that day. And I want to shout out RJ and Rachel and Mikey, you have to meet RJ. Oh my God. Yeah. You'd love him. <laughs> you'd love him. Uh, say less. He shuffles. He's like wearing this cool, like crochet button up. He, was just kind of like all over. He's just just great, super great. So he might be coming to EDC. So we're going to make it happen. Yeah. I think we could possibly have a, a big group. I've had like a number of people I know be like, hey, I might be getting a ticket. I've been like, okay. Send it. <laughs> Send it. Yeah, especially after having this Izu escapade, we're like, we're ready for a full three-day fest where we know it's going to be good vibes the whole time. And like... At a professional festival by pro festival people. Not have to worry if one day is going to be canceled or not. <laughs> and of course, that was a comment as well. People were saying, if EDC Orlando is going to get hit by a hurricane and then still open like a couple hours late, like the next day and still put on an amazing day. Yeah, it was tough. The understanding is that the main stage wasn't finished, so they couldn't go on Friday. So we had to have a lot of hope for Saturday and Sunday. They couldn't like open the rest of it besides the main stage. It was the it was the most popular question of that day. Yes, <laughs> I, I my guess is because that area could hold so many people. If they had opened on the Friday, it, it would have hit capacity. Yeah. Like that would have happened on Friday and then it would have been just a fucking like mess the entire weekend. It's such a good point. In addition to it being oversold. <laughs> that's the other thing too, is that the number that I read it was that it was oversold by 7,000 tickets. So. That's like criminal. <laughs> Come on. Like literally. Yeah. That's not like, oh, 10 or 20. <laughs> that's not even by like 500, no. right? Like we can figure it out if it's 500, I think. 7,000 people. 7,000 it's like, where are you going to put them? In the porta potties? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Literally, it's it's unsafe, right? Yeah. Like, oh, 100%. It's extremely unsafe. That's why the cops shut it down. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Let's start at Saturday. <laughs> yeah, move it on. Move on to Saturday. So we were hopeful, but not expecting anything for Saturday. But pleasantly surprised, this Saturday pulled through. <laughs> we did have a two-hour delay in the opening, so then we'll take it. Two-hour delay, we'll figure it out, right? People are still like 
going to complain, but we're happy to go. The thing that I was considering was what are the new grounds going to look like? Because this was the first year that they added those two extra stages. So every year prior, we had had four stages. So I just wanted to kind of like figure out like where I was going, what I was doing with these two extra stages. Overall, we had six stages this year. There's a stage called Secret Garden that we didn't get to, but it was literally like a hidden stage. So you had to go find it. Um, the other new stage that they added was Mega Mirage. It was really cool, but all the comments that you read online about the stage smelling like horse shit is real. It was a very stinky stage. And what apparently happened was Made Event bought like manure filled mulch for that stage because mulch without manure is more expensive. <laughs> so it was a little stinky. Yeah, it was definitely a little stinky between Mega Mirage and Continuum. Definitely a little uh, shitty. But... It wasn't the only stage that smelled like that either. Between Mega Mirage and Continuum, those were the stinky yeah. stages. Oh my yeah. God. And Izu's never been like that. No. I've never smelled anything no. awful in Izu before. No. And we've been to three others. So. <laughs> yeah, it was our fourth year and it was a it was a surprise, that's for sure. So um there was that. The other four stages were pretty similar to years prior. We had the landing. The understanding that I pulled away from this whole weekend was that the goal for made event was to put as many screens on all the stages as possible. With the landing they added, it was, it was much more screen versus anything else that was obstruction. With Continuum, it was the stage that was, instead of having the one huge screen at the at the stage, they added four panels on each side. So you effectively had like nine screens going across. And at main stage, there were huge, huge fucking massive LED screens. The middle section of that wasn't quite finished. Both Continuum and Main Stage had issues with the screens on Saturday. Like not massive issues, but like at Continuum, the two last panels weren't working towards the end of the night. What like for Grizz's set. Yeah, for Grizz's set, oh. they, they were completely turned off the entire set. I miss that. I was I was having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, at main stage, a main stage was never fully finished. There there were supposed to be three of these like spiral screen light fixtures at the top of the arch, and only the middle one got finished. And it's so I'm very sad that the, it didn't get finished because even without those two at night, very fucking dope stage. Like uh, Alice in Wonderland set on that stage was fucking incredible. Dude, the videos of some of the stages I saw, I was like, I would like to look at that. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, remember last year at Morphosis at the spaceship stage? That stage got a massive facelift. It was like a bunch of stacked boxes that were all screens. Like the every side of the boxes were screens. Yeah. It was fucking cool. Kudos to the designers because I'm sure they worked super hard on those designs and whoever goes into planning those things, many props to them. Yeah, hell yeah. Despite the events that took place. Great job. My two favorite stages were definitely main stage and Morphosis, as Aaron just said. The other ones, I felt like kind of did just feel like they were thrown together with the screens. Like it was less on the creative side of like, how can we turn this into something that's not just like some flat screens, you know? Yeah. That was the vibe I kind of got at the other stages. But Morphosis was fucking incredible. Like so cool that they could turn that stage from like an aquatic vibe to like a jungle vibe to whatever, whatever the, the visuals, visuals were. Yeah. And you know what it was? It was probably that most of the people who played on that stage didn't bring visuals and they left it up to the visual designers to like create what was going sure. on. Whereas I feel like 
on Continuum where Grizz is a nightmare and everyone else yeah. more kismet where they brought those visuals because that's the ones they use mm-hmm. on their tour, you know? Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, that was just a quick stage overview. Something really exciting that happened Saturday pretty much as soon as we got there is we got to meet Lily the Plurby. And... Oh my gosh, what's up, Lily? Sorry I missed that's it. Good. How? What? Tell me, how was it? <laughs> it was awesome. And pre- prior to us getting there, Lily had sent me a message showing me a special little something that she made for Aaron. Check this out. Look at this emu perler. <laughs> oh my gosh. Isn't it's, it sick? It's the Izu logo, but instead of it saying Izu, it says Emood. That's fucking rad. Isn't it so sick? She said it only took her like four hours. Emood. I wore it all Saturday. Isn't it good? That's special. That's really cool. It's so, it's awesome. so sick. And she also plurred me this little guy says, let me take you up in my rocket. And it has an alien. And I've never seen a candy like this that's like two separate. Oh. See how it's two separate? And it's just connected by the alien. Oh, man. She's really got it like that, huh? And then it has a spaceship here. That's an impressive candy. Yeah, she's talented. Up to Lily. And she also brought her mom. We got to meet her mom. That was Shout dope. out. I was going to ask, did you meet Mama Lily? <laughs> we did. I plured her too, a, a candy. I, I made both of them candy because uh, we knew we were going to meet up at some point. And and yeah, we, we spent like at least three sets with them. Shout out to Charlotte. She, Lily's mom, bought a blank jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really, really cool. And it's like this really sweet, like neutrals, like color palette. And there are flowers on it. And she was oh. like, I like the florals. And I was like, you don't understand how hard this jersey goes, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you have incredible taste in jerseys. <laughs> I kept really? showing it off to everybody that came up. I was like, hi, this is Lily. This is Lily's mom, Charlotte. And this is Charlotte's new jersey. Isn't it fucking sick? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm so stoked you got to meet Lily and Charlotte. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, okay, let's talk about some sets we saw. Let's do it. Let's listen to some music. Yeah, unfortunately, Izu did not go to do a good job at even updating the app. So, like, when they were making all these adjustments with the DJs, they never updated the apps. So we had no idea what the timing was for everything. So we were kind of just going off my master set list that we made, hoping that we'd kind of figure it out as we went. It's honestly so well done. And I think that every festival should hire you to do that for them because it's way easier to read than anything anybody else does, literally. A hundred percent. Thanks, man. Absolutely. It's an absolute cheat code. Appreciate you. And you put it as your lock screen. So then you don't have to go into the app. You just like bop around. I just still, I leave it in my photos because I like to keep it a little bit of a mystery. I don't want to know exactly what time everything is. No. But if I need it, if I need it, then I go check it. Got you, got you, got you. That is like textbook chase the vibes. (laughs) That's textbook Mikey for sure, yeah. Uh, But like when I do need it, it absolutely sucks booty to have to use whatever whack app system they have. Dude, the apps are so bad. So bad. So So when I just have e-moods like one sheeter, for the day it's like life-saving there you go but yeah on saturday um all, all of the djs who were supposed to play before what 5 p.m got cut or sorry yeah before three got cut so will who we wanted to see set got cut some amazing sets we saw of course more more friggin slayed more kismet killed it at continuum another stage that smelled like horse poop but i'm not gonna miss more just because it's a little stinky so they pointed my jersey out they saw me wearing the more kismet jersey and they pointed at me again i was like yeah it was it was cute 
after more played, then we stayed for Nightmare. Dude, it was our first Nightmare set. Have you seen Nightmare? It's like pre-COVID. I'm sure the set is drastically different now. He's playing a lot of drum and bass now, right? I think there was a little bit of drum and bass in his set. Yeah, it was so, so good. It was so dynamic. It was so amazing. I loved it. I really wanted to stay for the whole thing. We did depart for a second. And I thought, you know what? This is a good thing to talk about on the, on the pod. It's like a little lesson, you know, a little personal unwritten rave rule, if you will. We met up with Rachel and RJ in the crowd. It was a rave miracle because we just happened <laughs> to be each other. Don't you love when that happens? Yes. You just like see somebody you know. Or and then your people. Out of everywhere on this island that you could be, you're right here. <laughs> the universe has brought us to this moment. It was so special. Aaron said, I am getting hungry. Like, I think I'm going to go, but you should stay. Like, you're clearly having a good time. You should stay. But my phone was like on low battery. And I was like, if I lose you, I'm screwed. Like, I'm not going to risk that. And then it was that moment of like, okay, I should go eat two French fries and like move to the back a little bit. It was that like, should I do what I want to do or should I do the smart thing? So I employed some mindfulness. I did the smart thing. So personal unwritten rave rule. I know this isn't a, se a segment of the day, but you know, employ that mindfulness for two seconds and think about what is the right thing to do. <laughs> there were a lot of people at Nightmare Set and rightfully so. Dude throws the fuck down. But where we were, yeah, I just felt pretty squish and like it was kind of throwing my vibe. I, I, his set was phenomenal and I really enjoyed it. And I really did want her to stay. And I was like, I'll be right back. I just like, I need to like grab something really, I didn't know like, what I needed in the moment. Something different. Yes. I knew I just needed to like take a beat for a second. We went and gra grabbed French fries. Oh no, we got French fries and a falafel sandwich. So, like <laughs> I need to eat. I like, I really need to eat. Aaron's, gonna, Aaron's like, I'm going to house all of this right now. <laughs> she was like, do you want to sit down? Cause I had said that that was something that I might want. And I was like, you know what? Now that I have the food, I just want to go back to nightmare, but be in the back and like enjoy from the back. And we met some really cool people in the back when we did that while we were eating. So I'm happy that that's where we ended up. Nice. Overall, great set. Fucking fantastic. He threw the fuck down. Heck yes. 10 out of 10. We'll see him again. Damn. I want to be there next time with y'all. <laughs> and guess what? Because of all the schedule changing, whatever, when we left Nightmare, we went over to catch the last little bit of Jansen to find that Rusko was just finishing up. So we were there from the beginning of Jansen's set. Jansen! We made it! Yeah. We made it! Let's go! His was also well attended. A lot of people at his set. With some of the Sage's setups, it was a little bit skinnier, like on the grounds, and you had to move past the crowd of people because at the front of the stage, it opened up both on the right and the left-hand side. We learned that later on in the weekend, so we were pretty far back for Jansen, but we still had a great time. Mm. He was disgusting. He was so good. The way that the stage was set up is the VIP like platform was on the left side, so you could curl up in front, like in between the VIP and the stage. People didn't know oh. that there was space there because they were all in the back, you know? So you just gotta like push your way up. Sneaky, sneaky. Little trick. Yeah. Yeah, we had so much room for Allison because of that too at main stage. That's so sick. Yeah, and actually, we can jump right into her. So anyway, thanks, Jansen. We love you. Yeah, so hip-hop wub vibes. He had lasers. Incredible set. The visuals. Oh, my God. Yeah, his visuals are so <laughs> weird. They're so wow. They're like, amazing. Those acid-looking, like, faces Aliens and things. And blobs and... Blobs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, definitely reflects the sound. 100%. <laughs> amazing. I'm so stoked that you got to see Nightmare and Jansen. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we, we pulled it off. No, we didn't. <laughs> so we, we weren't aware of the Allison and what I just described with like how the, the grounds were a little bit skinnier, yeah. like going towards the front and then having space on the right and the left. That was what saved us for Allison because we made our way over there. 
And it's tough being at a festival with people who don't necessarily know all of the rules of Plur because there was a bit of pushing. So then I'm yelling at people to stop pushing. So getting in and out of Allison's set was hellish. So it was like a capital I, if you will. There's like space, then it's like skinny, and then there's like space. So we had made it to the front, we scooched over to the right, and then we had all this space. And it was at this time that Michael and Victoria finally got into the fest because they had been waiting in the Wilcon line for over three hours. Friggin' tough, man. There were nine to 12 employees working the will call tables. There were three will call tables for thousands thousands of of people. Like, what? Yeah. At at one of the entrances. So there was probably that many at the other entrance, too. But like 18 to 25 people for thousands of people that couldn't get their wristbands on Friday. And the folks needed wristbands on Saturday. So you kind of like do that math. Really tough. So that's where I say, you know, there were people who were really screwed over. And I really feel for them because by the time that that Michael and Victoria got into the fest, they had like a set and a half to enjoy before they were just going to go home and come oh back tomorrow. Oh my gosh. So they got two full sets. It was Allison and Grizz. It's still got. tough because they were trying to find us. So you can't really enjoy a fest like to the fullest when you're just trying to find your people. So. Sure. Until you're like in it. That sounds pretty brute scheme. Yeah. Michael and Victoria, I'm sorry y'all had to deal with that. Holy. Wow. Yeah. Literally. All things considered, they were like in, in good spirits I feel like. Well, they're amazing human beings, so yeah. Exactly. For sure. But the set itself, Mikey, oh my God. I think that that was the best Allison set we've ever seen. Truly. That's high praise from you two as well. Yeah, I don't know. Like the last few times we've seen her, she's just gotten better every... I mean, she's always just gotten better every time, but it was like a mixture between the stage that she was on because we've talked about this before seeing her on kinetic field is just not the same like no the kinetic field is beautiful for what it is but it's like it's the visuals and the lighting is such a part of her story mm-hmm. in her sets that like that stage that she was on was fucking made for her man like and it was her first setback from after having her child oh shit let's go that was probably so special that's cool yeah, she got on the mic and she was like, this is my first setback. And like at the end, she was like, I'm never going to forget this night. I, was like, I cried two different times during her set. <laughs> it was awesome. Okay, see, that alone is such a special moment. I'm so stoked for y'all that you got to be there with Allison for that. And you know who she brought out? Please tell me, baby. No, oh, I wish. That been cute, no, I wish. She brought out Memba. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I met them last night. That's sick. Literally. They yeah. have a new, yeah, did they play the song they just dropped, of course? Exactly. Fight or Flay, they played it. It was sick. Should we play that one? Let's do it. Let's do it. It was really sweet last night at the Memba show. It was their, they said their last show in Boston, like until they like start a new tour and their parents were there as well, which was really cool. I thought because like if you've seen the doc or heard about their doc about his sister Aisha, they closed with their song for Aisha. It was so sweet. It was special. Mm. So. Oh my God. And then there was a part of the show where he was saying like, we're not going to be coming back with this, with this exact show anymore it's the end of that and like some people in the car were like boo and i was like no like do your own thing let's go congratulations not that it was about me at all because i'm you know everybody else was also shouting things but then after i did have the opportunity to just say like hey man like super supportive of you know whatever new stuff you guys do you know pushing genres and all sorts of things and he was like yeah variety is the best right it was it was cool to be able to have that exchange yeah that's awesome yeah 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 yeah, yeah. with that being said here is Fight or Flight, Alice in Wonderland, and Memba. 
Sick. Sick. Yeah, it, it does go hard. Oh, because Allison does incredible trap, and Memba does incredible trap. What a combo. Match made in heaven. Yeah, and Allison played one White Fang song, and she did play like some techno remixes that she said she made herself, Ooh. and it went fucking hard. She played like an acid techno song that I loved. Let's go. I mean, I, I do also like White Fang, but White Fang is like a different kind of vibe, but she was playing like really good, like techno. I was all about it. Then that's something different, really, that we haven't really heard from her, right? Yeah. That's cool. She even played the Grizz remix of Where You Are. That one is classic. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. I feel like that one gets a lot of love on the circuit. It's so good. It's so good. It's so, oh my God, it's like scintillating. I love that song so much. Scintillating. So yeah, it was a fire set. Allison, we love you. Thank you so much. Killed it as per usual. Yeah. We originally were in between seeing her and Big Gigantic. And when it came time to decide, we didn't even like talk about it. We were like, nah, we're going to Allison. <laughs> <laughs> and I think really what it boils down to is that game time decision, right? Literally, you know, what's what is right in this very second for us? You guys absolutely, I think, made the right call to see new mama Allison slash Alex. Totally. Wonderland. <laughs> Killer set. After her set, we had to catch a little bit of Grizz before he goes on his hiatus. We have to see as much Grizz as possible. I'm seeing him next weekend. Let's go. Oh my God. Yay. Where? Uh, just the one of the breakaway fests is coming to Boston. Perfect. Perfect. And how stoked were you after the set that Grizz did at Easy? Which one? I don't know. The first one? The second one? I mean, this one was like a true Grizz set. And it was... I'm, I, I am bummed because we missed the Chasing the Golden Hour set. Because that was on Friday. But we'll see it again. His set, though, I mean, it was it was fantastic. It was super dynamic. It was beautiful. It was very packed, understandably. So we stayed for like... 45 minutes of his set he had like an hour and 15 sets so we stayed for a nice chunk but honestly yeah it was really packed and that was when we decided to pull a mikey and chase the vibes Yo. so we ended that day at morphosis and we saw this dj called scream and i don't really know scream that much but aaron knew more about scream and they were like let's let's go check him out Mikey knows. He's talked about it multiple times. Yeah, I would be very interested to hear about this Scream set. So it was great. It was the perfect way to end Saturday. It was like a house, piano house, tech house set of like fun. It was just fun. It was really, really fun. It was not very packed with people. We had a ton of room. Yes. And because of that, it was so loud, right? Uh -huh. It was super, super loud. So it was really, really fun. He played a lot of UK Garage, too. Nice. There we go. Garage is coming on, eh? We're starting to see it more and more. He's from the UK, so it makes sense that he would be doing that. But yeah, he played my favorite Disclosure song, White Noise. Ooh. So That's true. I got in my vibes. He played a lot of good songs. Here's the thing about when you have six stages and two of them are quote unquote main stages, Mega Barrage and Con uh, Virgins. Yes. And Continuum, like you had Grizz. I feel like the other stages, Liquid Stranger, Scream, and then And Him was playing at Secret Garden. Like, I kind of, they just, like, those ones were not as well attended. Yeah. But you know what? Scream's set was so much fun, and all the people were there were good vibes. Like, of everyone was dancing. That's amazing. And, you know, we, we can't say the same for, like the other like main stages like you know that were packed with people and did it not smell like poopy <laughs> no poop smells <laughs> it didn't smell like poop that's a win that's a positive exactly i'll take anything pretty much <laughs> over the poop smells so <laughs> You wouldn't catch me anywhere near the poop stages. I, I, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Mikey's like, uh, do you know me? Chase the vibes. This is not the vibe. <laughs> the, yeah. Ain't the vibes. I did think about you because I was like, Mikey would be so proud of us right now. <laughs> I am. One of the other reasons beside it being packed at Grizz, the way that Continuum and the landing were set up, like they were literally back to back. Not even back to back. They were like side to side. So the sound bleeding, if you were on the right side of Continuum, was just so awful. Uh. It's really bad. And we were on the right side. So we kind of just were like, you know, we saw a good portion yeah. of Grizz, like vibed with our friends. And then, yeah, we chased the vibes, ended at Scream. And that was definitely the right That was for both of us. Totally. Oh, yeah. You chased them and you got them. And let's play some Scream, eh? Yay! I have uh, uh, one saved here if we want to play that one. Yeah, let's Good. listen. This one's called In For The Kill, Scream's Let's Get Ravy Remix. The original is by La Rue. Let's get ravey. <laughs> I bet the set ruled. It was, it was a lot of fun. His mixing was really dope too. Let's go. His transitions would like last like up to two minutes, I feel like sometimes. Wow. I have chills. Imagine like all the bass like oh. hitting you. I can hear it. I can feel it. I'm. S I have to send this to Justin right now, and tell him that <laughs> as a drum and bass song, this would go crazy. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. sure. Oh, that would be heated up. Oh. I'm gonna ask him to to make it a drum and bass track. He's doing it for a whipped cream song, actually, that I had an <gasps> idea that it would make a good drum and bass track. Sick. And, like, he made it when I was at his house, and it's actually, like, on to something. So someday he'll finish it, and I'll play it on this podcast. Yeah, yeah.
Oh, all right, well, we'll stop it there. That was an absolute vibe. Wow. Ugh, love it. <laughs> love, love. So yeah, the day overall was great. I would call it personally a success. But like we say, we really hold a lot of space for the people who were really not in such a good spot. Erin and I left right at 11. And we basically walked on, right onto the ferry. That's yeah, never it happened. So it was so <laughs> fast. We do hold the space because there are people who were really really screwed with the bridge those like walkers who had like crossed the bridge mm-hmm. or the ubers who were pulling out we heard of people who were stuck in traffic for four or five hours Ooh. and like had to get out of their uber and like freaking walk like just yeah, yeah. holy so cow. with that being said we got lucky i was really grateful for the fact that we basically walked directly onto the ferry it was very easy for us um and i was really grateful for that um, see what chasing the vibes provided <laughs> An easy yeah. exit. Wow. The vibes just give and give and give. So anyway, that was Saturday. Okay, moving on to Sunday. So by Sunday, obviously, we're spent. But the doors did open <laughs> on time. Nice. So easy, easy. Good job. Open the doors at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And even though we didn't make it on time for doors, we did make it in time for Alley Cat. Yes. She was the first... <laughs> She was the first set of Sunday we made. Of course, she threw down. And we went hard in 90 degree weather. We was fucking hot. Uh (laughs) Yeah. That was tough because, of course, you want to go feral. And I did. But it was hot. Oh, my God. It was really hot. Dude, I was in, like, the north, and it was hot. I can only imagine how hot you all were. It was boiling. Yeah. (laughs) It was boiling. Boiling. Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, you know, of course we love to get there at doors, but it kind of was good that we didn't get there at doors because that would have been enough, like another two and a half hours just in the fucking heat. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, we that saw was gorgeous. She fucking threw down. So good. Mm. Loved it. I loved it. And I loved that Amanda and Lauren loved it too, because they, that's not their usual go-to for genres. And they had a great time. And I was like, of course, I like how the, the way that we lure them to the website, right? Yes. Yeah. She's a woman. She does her own vocals. She's like... Mad talented. Mad, mad, mad talented. talented. Like, oh, my God. Kind of making a name for herself in a genre that, like, isn't... You know, there aren't a lot of female producers, I feel like. This has to be the number one Alley Cat, like, fan podcast. (laughs) Like, I can't imagine any other podcast loving Alley Cat more than we do. That's just got to be a true statement. Well, happy to wear that crown. (laughs) Exactly. We wear the title with extreme pride. (laughs) We love you, Alley. (laughs) It was great. It was fucking great. She just, yeah, she annihilated it. She was at Continuum, and then we made our way over to main stage for Nostalgics. Wait, on Alley Cat, one more thing. I was thinking about you guys all weekend an alley cat and i literally played alley cat every time i had the ox and like there was some like djs there that i was befriending and we got talking about music and one of them hadn't heard alley cat and i was like let's go let me show you the future (laughs) (laughs) literally though she she is is the future future. for real ahead of her time (laughs) a pioneer yeah baby subtronics that's what i'm gonna keep calling her (laughs) until they do a back-to-back together that back-to-back no offense, John Summit. I love you. Would you go so much harder? Um, whenever it happens. <laughs> and subjonics. We need to make it our absolute mission to be present for it. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, like you hear all of her interesting sounds on all the all the stuff that she's put out. But then like hearing it at a festival is totally different. She, she just keeps the listeners interested the whole time. 
you know, there's nothing boring about her. Her, her noises are all incredibly interesting. It's just yeah, how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she knows what the fuck she's doing. For real, for real. So much love. So she was fantastic. We ended up making our way over to main stage after that for Nostalgics. And you have you seen Nostalgics before? I had not, but I've been following her on Instagram for a minute. And yeah, every set I've seen, like videos I've seen of her, like she's just like going <laughs> Have you seen her before, Mikey? No, but I saw a video from the set that somebody posted, and I was like, Zam, she going off. Yeah, Zam is right. Yes. Zam is hella right. And the stage looked so sick. That, that was, main stage. was main stage. Yeah. That was doing it for me. Yeah, and, and she played during the day, so like imagine it at night. Like at night it really like went off. But yeah, her set was was really dope. She played some really good bass house. She's kind of on the trappier, not EDM trap, like more like hip hop trap. I would totally see her again. It was a great yeah, set. Yeah, it was a great set. Yeah. Heck yeah. And we had a lot of our friends there. I think that's when Shoulder Boy met up with us. That was the first set we had Shoulder Boy at. Shoulder. That video I saw of you on Shoulders, Shoulders was everything. I watched it many times. Hell yeah. We'll get to it. After that set, we went over to. Mega Mirage to see Chalina Manahutu. Do you know who that is? Chalina Manahuna Wanaha? Yeah, Chalina Manahutu. Manahutu. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know who this person was, but Sam, she's like one of Sam's favorite DJs. What? So he was there that day, and I wasn't going to miss out on a chance to do that set with him. Would have loved to have been there with y'all. That was probably so sweet. It was super sweet. She's very talented. Same concept. I would love to see her in the dark. Just during the day, like techno's fun, but it's just, it's different, mm, right? Yeah. It's very different. Techno is just sexy in the dark, you know? Yeah. And of course, Sam and I had a great time. We yeah. ran into um, Yaya and Aaron there. Oh, love. It was a really good set. She did a great job and I look forward to seeing her in the dark. So <laughs> <laughs> for sure. It was at this stage, Mikey, at this time around like 530 that we got the notification that Electric Zoo had reached capacity and they weren't letting anybody else in to the festival grounds. Whoopsies. And there were all these people who were standing at security, our friend Claire included. She was next in line to come in and they wouldn't let her in because the festival had reached capacity. She sent us a photo. There were two people in front of her. Like she was at the front. <laughs> yeah, and she flew in. She doesn't live here. She flew in for this festival. All of us were like, what the hell? Like, okay, I guess we're at capacity. That's crazy. Like, what's going to happen? Well, over the course of the next, like, I guess, like, hour or so, people continued to, like, try to get in. But after that, we went to Kaiwachi. We're going off. He's, like, going super hard. We ran into our other friend James there. So cute. I was, like, his first, like, dubstep set with us, and that was that was awesome. He was the one who got me into Joel Corey, like, to meet Joel Corey at Mirage. Anyway, it was during all of this that Claire texts me, all caps, we stormed the gates! I'm like, what? I saw the videos. <laughs> she was part of the brigade. Then. She's in the video. You mm-hmm. see her in the video. Of, in all of the videos. I've, <laughs> I've been able to point her out in all of them. <laughs> she's, she's wearing pink and zebra. It's, like, it's yeah, hard not easy, to, steer. Easy to catch, yeah. <laughs> Dude. So, 
like 1500 people stormed the gate and in the videos obviously there are like a handful of cops there are like a few cops in these videos that you see they're not it's not a cop to raver ratio over here like it's like (laughs) there are a lot of people who ran right through so it was really scary it's like very unsafe for that to happen and it's just shitty that the festival was so oversold in the first place that they couldn't accommodate everybody like that was the problem so many issues but claire made it in (laughs) and i got a full kaiwachi set so of course you know kaiwachi goes so hard and that set is fucking therapy for me (laughs) that is cathartic as hell you're such a base head now i fucking love it i guess you've always had that in you but you're like fully formed just out here leading the charge you know exactly what to do in there now i have such an appropriate way to express it It does feel really fun to go from shuffling to the mosh pits. So. <laughs> like, I literally had the opposite experience. I went from the mosh pits to, like, being a fairy boy shuffling. <laughs> love it! I love that. But I, like, jump into the mosh pit, and then I got clocked in the jaw. And I was like, I'm done. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and we weren't even towards the front. Like, we were towards the back. But, yeah, they had a little mosh pit going. and Like, just three people fell down, but we, like, helped them all up. And, yeah, Aaron got clocked in the head. She got smart. That's something that I will never, I will never not be grateful for is our community of real, true ravers who understand plur in a mosh pit. Of course, people are going to be launching their bodies into the mosh pit, but there is always like when you're in like a, a safer one, there's always like a little bit of hesitation. Like you got these big fucking dudes who are yeah. like who could house anybody. They'll like bump into like the bigger guys. They're not going to necessarily come running at me, right? There's always that understanding of like I'm not here to fight you. Like we're here to mosh together and have fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and there's a little bit of restraint. Like a little bit of restraint is always in order. There, are, there are a couple other girls who like tried to get in with me, and they they got knocked down in like one second. So then, of course, people are picking each other up right yeah. away like I, I love that like that is a huge restoration in my faith in humanity is just being able to watch people pick each other up as soon as they hit the ground so here's uh here's my unwritten rave rule of the day is like if you're moshing let's go be bouncing around bumping into people yes but don't be extending arms pushing people because those are the people that like you're just literally shoving people to the ground <laughs> at that point. Like, just bu- just bump around. Just be jumping and bumping, and if somebody falls, great. But the people who are like, huh, that's that's when I am like, huh, stay away. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's a good point. It's like dubstep bumper cars. It's yeah. like, let's all go in and bump each other, right? Unless you're like a five foot two, like 110 pounds, like princess, then shove away in there. <laughs> I love to see it. Yeah, Tinkerbell, you better be throwing some bows, babe. But if you're like a 180 pound plus man, like, please do not be throwing your arms around in there. Yeah. And like like I say, like, it's it's all about picking people up. Such an important unwritten rave role is picking people up in the mosh pit. And I've had really great and wholesome moments being picked up in mosh pits before. And so I appreciate all the people out there doing it right. Of course. Yep. 
But needless to say, I will always be at a Kaiwachi set. So I want to be in a mosh pit with you, Frankie. <laughs> she, she got a candy during that set that said Kaiwachi, but Wachi is spelled W-A-H-C-I. Wachi. Kaiwachi. That's kind of fire, too. Yeah, he was, he was a good set. After that, so it's funny that Erin says that was the set that, you know, transported her because the next set we went to was my favorite of the weekend, and that was High Low, our good friend Oliver Helgens. He, his, his techno alias, progressive techno, that's what I like to call it, because yes. it is like, you know, on the softer side and it's melodic, but dude, man, he just, he is so talented. He knows how to craft a phenomenal set from start to finish. His pyro is insane. And he know he knew when to like have the lulls, right? He just knows how to keep the energy going and put the lulls in where it'll like build back up. And then once you get to like the climax, like just goes off so hard. A really good feel for pacing and judging the energy in the room and building it up, all those things. That's cool. That's a great skill to have as a performer. A hundred percent. It's not even necessarily a lull. It's like the BPM is still there, but we're like keeping it like tranquilo. We're keeping it a little bit chiller. Yeah. Before like it's going to build back up again. That was the best techno set of my entire life. So fucking good. Oh Let's my go. God. And Lauren and Amanda loved it. Loved it. And they don't like techno no. at all. <laughs> they don't like techno at all. They've never liked techno. They, whenever we say we're going to techno, they're like, no, we're definitely not interested. And they actually came to that set and they also said it was their favorite set of the day because they only came Sunday. Doesn't that go to show that even if you don't think you like a genre, when somebody's doing it at the top of the game, it can be so good. Like we got to keep an open mind out here. Oh yeah, of course. A million percent. That was a really transformative side. Oh my god. Oh my god, it was I, so fantastic. I don't ever want to miss a high list. No. Like, <laughs> that was so now good. that I saw that, I was I'm like big because at first, you know, I didn't necessarily know if I was gonna enjoy it. I say this with a lot of love. New York consistently books house and techno. So when I get to be a little feral rat at a dubstep show, I will go, right? Like I really wanna see a lot of different like bass music because I live at house and techno here because New York just constantly is booking house and techno. So then in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe I'm not necessarily going to do the whole set, but Babe really wants to go see Hilo. No, that Hilo was 1 million percent the move. One of my top sets of the whole weekend. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. So dynamic. And the people we met at that set were fucking dope. Like just, yeah, so, so, so awesome. Oh, Sometimes we just got to listen to Moody, take their word on it. Hey, they, they know what they's talking about. I got this, this candy that says, love your vibes at that set. That is super cute. Yeah. And yeah, the vibes were great. I went on shoulder boy shoulders. I don't know if I was the first and only sh- shoulder ride of the day. I think I might've been. I did not get a shoulder ride. Yeah. I was just having so much fun. But yeah, I think I think you were the only shoulder ride of the weekend. Ah, yeah. Send me some vids, please, from that yeah, one. Yeah, I will. Yay. So we did leave that one just a smidge early to go see, attempt to see if we could even get anywhere near uh, John Summit back to back Dom Dalla, and we immediately aborted the mission. 
<laughs> the narrator voice, they could not get close to the sex. Mikey. <laughs> Bro. Dude, I might never have a chance to see John Summit ever. Because every festival I'm ever at, I have no interest in fighting a crowd that big. And the people show up in massive numbers. Gross. Yeah. And Dom Dalla, who's an absolute daddy and a half as well. Like those two together for John Summit set last year at EDCO. Yeah. But we all tried and it was impossible. But actually when he did his B3B with Dom Dalla and green velvet, we had a lot of space there at the end. Mm. That's true. Interesting. So I guess he has to be like played multiple sets. <laughs> like once everyone sees him for the solo set, <laughs> yeah. then you can go catch him later. Set two <laughs> on the weekend. Maybe. Yeah. Also, Mikey, when plurality pod pops off and or when emood pops off. Porcano los dos. Yeah, we'll just have like guest access. So we then at that point you and I are gonna be VIP on stage, backstage. <laughs> exactly. We'll 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 see it. We'll see a Johnny Boy set together. So yeah. So yeah, we, we attempted it and then we decided that was not the move. So we pivoted. Yeah, <laughs> we we made our way over to continuum for the Final set of the day, Zed's dead, back-to-back Grizz. The boys. And of course, that crowd was just absolutely insane. There were so many people. (laughs) So we were at the back left, like, basically behind the structure, like, getting, like, a corner view. Being able to hear the music, obviously, but a corner view of the screen. Vibed in the back. And, of course, it was fantastic. Of course, it was so good. The music was delicious. Mm -hmm. Amanda and Lauren left a half hour early to, like, eat. Right. everything and sam left like 15 minutes early so when sam left we walked with him towards the exit and then we went to morphosis and we we caught like one or two songs of nora and pure back-to-back frankie walk oh cool and that was sweet it, that, that's when the stage was like aquatic and it looked really fucking cool it was really cool like watching all these fish like swim yeah. and everything yeah we we watched a few songs you know, hit the bathroom on the way out. And as we were walking towards the ferry, we caught like one song of Eli Brown back to back Kylo because the stage was like angled there so we could see it. Hell yeah. And yeah, we hopped in the ferry line and we were a little concerned about those folks rushing the gates and then it being hell getting out. So yeah. we left just as a, a skosh early, but again, like walked right onto the ferry, no problems. For all the difficulties, you guys seem like you did it probably as good as you possibly could have because not having to wait for the exits like imagine how different like that experience could have gone if you like were in the front for that slash weren't taking the ferries or had to uber or anything like that overall we had a good time yeah i mean we we did like like you say like we did the best that we could have done it (laughs) even if you gotta work for the vibes they are there and sounds like some of them were procured on this weekend. Totally. We also knew like when to not be at main stage because Shoulder Boy was at Tiesto and he said he started making like an emergency exit plan because it got that bad. That's why he came to Hilo. We heard reports that the VIP at main stage was rushed because there were so many people. So like, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's actually true, but just so unsafe. Imagine going to a festival where like you see the lineup, you're excited for it. And then you're actually able to do all the things that you want to do because it's accessible and not oversold like crazy. And Yeah. I mean, a couple of comments there. Number one, I'm grateful to have experienced it. It was crazy, but like it was kind of historical. So I'm happy that I got to be there. Oh man, it will be talked about. Oh yeah. And it, I mean, it quite possibly could be the last 
one to ever happen unless like someone else buys it. I, I don't really see it surviving past the city. The city's like opening an investigation into it. Artists are going to be turned off from working with them, I imagine. Like consumers who many had bad experiences. Yeah, it's that's what I was saying to people. Like, I, I hope they can come back from this, but this is a tough one. There's got to be lots of changes, if so. Best case scenario, someone else buys it. Avant-Garde goes and does whatever the fuck they're going to do. And yeah. Izu lives on under someone else's brain. <laughs> well, we will be here to talk about it either way. And I, I know that a lot of folks saw the EDM Maniac uh, Festival report card for Electric Zoo. Oh, I didn't. What grade did it get? <laughs> um, Dear Slow Saver, and look it up right now. Okay. It is brutal. I think that they graded them so harshly because they need to convey a point. Good. Like, we can't, we can't allow for such unsafe things to happen right everything was preventable it was clearly a prioritization of you know revenue and making money over people i mean hearing you guys talk about it how many times was that like the theme or the cause whether it was the cheaper manure that made multiple stages smell like poop or the overselling or you know whatever in between that's hopefully we can focus more on the people because that's what these events are about right Exactly. And, you know, something else that I really I have to say is that on that report card, the music gets a D plus. And I think that is really tough to read, especially when you have such a massive platform and you've got these folks who are reading the music getting a D plus. It's like, okay, please don't confuse that for the artists not delivering. And I made a comment on it because the artists over delivered. There was not a mid set with an earshot. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the artists. Yeah. And I really don't want anybody to think that the music itself wasn't good because the music itself was fucking fire. Every Hell single DJ yes. over delivered. It was For sure. an incredible weekend of <laughs> I think in the caption on that, they just make the point that so many of the DJs who are scheduled to play didn't get to play. You know, yeah. I think that was like the main reason. So I think that's just the point that they make. I, I agree with you that they shouldn't have done that. They have such a platform and for what it's worth, so do we. So we have the responsibility to say what's right. And what is right and true is that every single DJ really brought it. They get A pluses. Re exactly. Exactly. Really brought it. A pluses. But as EDM Maniac says, the overall grade of the festival was an F. F for fun for some of the time. Logistically, it definitely gets an F. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. Hooey, but you guys lived it. You guys got to experience the notorious 2023 Electric Zoo for your own eyes. Some of my friends did say that they're going to make uh, I Survived Easy oh 2023 yeah. shirts. Honestly, That's hilarious. Though. That's so funny. Not going to lie, I was texting Vanna throughout the weekend like, are you saying this? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thanks for coming on that journey with us, Mikey. What a journey. And you know, to be honest with you, this was the best possible way to consume this journey for me. <laughs> Yo, it's funny that after all that manifesting, we did actually find you a free wristband for Sunday, but you were off doing your thing. I know, but <laughs> my time was kind of going pretty nutty and I had to see it through. I'm glad you did. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I thought I was gonna go home on Monday. So I was like, being home on Monday, Labor Day the 4th, I ended up getting home the 9th. 
<laughs> Oopsies. Oopsies. Vibe after vibe must be chased. My homie John, every day, I said goodbye like four days in a row. And he's like, no, 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 we're, we're, we're going here today. And then all of a sudden it's like two, three o'clock. And I was like, well, I guess I could stay another night. <laughs> Mikey, what are we listening to? This is so vibey. This is uh, Real Slow, the Robotaki remix. Original song by Miami Horror. And as we're vibing, uh, I'll just let you know that you can follow us on all the socials at Plurality Pod. You can find the songs that you heard in this episode on Spotify because Moody puts playlists together. Just search E-Mood and you'll find them along with all the other really dope playlists that Moody has curated. Well, Mikey, thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anybody to shout out? Yeah, I'm going to shout out Oliver Helgens. Hilo, let's go, man. What up? Mad, mad shout out to Hilo. Oh my God. What a great fucking set. What a great weekend. All right, I'm going to shout out to Barbara Streisand. We've been shouting out Alley Cat and Miss Cream. Big shout out who I sent a DM to on Instagram. Two, actually. It finally <laughs> happened. What'd you say? I've had a lot of late nights last week and I pop on Instagram and she'd be posting something looking nice at like late in like Vancouver. Some like mirror selfies. So I just send my little, you know what I've been sending? There's this show called Shorzy. Uh, which is a Canadian show about hockey players. And this guy says the most like hilariously sweet pickup lines, even though the rest of his vocabulary is like incredibly profane. So I've been taking his wholesome pickup lines and sending them. I've sent two of them. (laughs) Do you want to hear them? (laughs) I do. The first one I said, uh, they're all very like specific to niche regions in Canada as well. I would full gainer down the crack in Killarney just to hold your purse. And the second one was, I'd take a header off the Bridge of Nations just to brush arms with you. <laughs> uh, which one is going to be next? Uh, maybe run it by a couple of folks before you send the third one, Mikey. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm just going to keep sending them. Cool. I hope they work. <laughs> I hadn't really even considered that possibility, to be honest. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, But I'm having fun. This was fun. I like talking with you guys. Yeah, we love you. I love talking with you too. I can't wait to see you next. EDCO is coming so soon. And Plurbies, any of y'all who are coming, please let us know. I was bummed I didn't get to meet our homie Lilia Izu. So anyone coming to Electric Daisy Carnival Orlando, hit us up. Noah, I'll see you there. Mikey, I forgot to tell you one thing. What? At Main Stage with Lauren, we realized what plurb is. Like a plurby? Like plurb? Yeah. When you do peace, love, unity, respect. Yes. We end our plurs with a butt snack. So peace, love, unity, respect, <laughs> booty. <laughs> booty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> so booty snack. That's the new new definition of plurby. Peace, love, unity, respect, booty. booty. <laughs> that's funny as hell. But obviously, let's not like be inappropriate yeah, or smack <laughs> any booties that should not be smacked. No, yeah. that's just me and Lauren. Reserved for besties only. Yes, reserved for consensual booty smacks. Bestie booties. Between Bestie booties. besties. <laughs> yep. Moody, I know you're just crafting up a, a sign-off over there. I just gave it to you. He means the peace, love, unity. Respect. Booty. We don't usually say the full quote. We say peace, love, and 
Booty. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Peace, love, and booty. There it is. Bestie booties. Best sign off yet. <laughs> That's it. That was the that was the recap episode. Signing off. See you, homies. Love y'all. Catch you later. <laughs>